재미와 지식의 오디오 라이프 팝빵. What time is it? What time is it? What time is it? Do you know what time it is? 그리빵 아빠의 안타까운 웃음이 알려주면서 복지 지원을 Prime It's prime time. Joining us here in the studio once again, our good friend and uh, media star managing editor of Korea Expose, uh, Seung Koo. Dr. Koo, thank you very much for joining us. Thank you very much for having me every week. <laughs> yeah, well, it's great to have you. And, and I know that uh, perhaps things are ri- winding down, at least on the laser focus of this one particular issue, Seung. But uh, we still have a lot, way, a lot of ways to go. I mean, potentially uh, more than 180 more days to go if we uh, uh, believe some of the estimates as far as how the impeachment uh, trial will go. With the constitutional court, the third hearings, um, you had a bunch of people, a lot of medical-related uh, personnel, uh, as well as people who were in charge of sort of the uh, rescue and operations during the Seoul Ferry tragedy. Uh, what was your overall take from what we're seeing so far? Well, I, I think we can certainly say that this was a perhaps a rather complex and uh, somewhat frustrating proceeding today at the National Assembly because of all the different characters that you were referring to just coming on and talking about specific issues and it certainly lacked the star power that we have seen with other hearings previously it's not like when you have the heads of the nine top corporations in Korea coming on so, or an infamous figure like Kim Gi-chun yeah, or coming, Kim on. coming on and so there is certainly a difference there but at the same time I think this is the kind of the day of reckoning that many families of the Seoul Ferry sinking victims were hoping for right they had yeah. the 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 um, commission special commission that was investigating the sinking but but its term was cut short or it stopped depending on whom you talk to and there was a sense that actually no real truth came out of this 
But today, with the sheer amount of time that was spent discussing the whereabouts of the president on this day, I think certainly some of the families certainly received uh, at least some sense of satisfaction from watching it. And it is bound to... uh, only yeah. increase as we continue with this investigation. A lot of these people are becoming more and more, uh, I suppose, uh, uh, not quite household names, but they're well known, especially if you look up the uh, internet portal search terms now. You have figures like uh, Shinbora, who was one of the army nurses at the time, uh, what she supposedly administered as treatments to the president uh, on that day. Uh, Kim Young-jae, uh, a medical official, supposedly receiving favors for uh, certain uh, medical uh, treatments and, and the way he conducted affairs. Uh, Kim Sang-nam, the uh, the, the infamous guy who uh, supposedly gave placenta injections and was uh, known to be sort of the, uh, I don't want to say the drug dealer because that's sort of like a, that has a nefarious connotation, but a guy who prescribed things that perhaps he shouldn't have prescribed to, to the powers that be. Perhaps uh, it's not a, Viagra. Huh? Yeah, yeah. It's a jigsaw puzzle right now, but you said it, it is one of those things, maybe not a lot of star power, but perhaps the most poignant round of hearings, especially because... One can argue and and one can disagree. The one silver lining to all of this political mess is the fact that these Hevelferry family members, although painful to relive some of these moments and very painful to see what some of their uh, government officials were doing during that time, it has at least given some political will to readdress these issues, not just in these assembly hearings, specifically putting the Sewell Ferry seven hours in the impeachment vote, uh, specifically having the special prosecutors look into those seven hours as part of their investigation. So for the family members themselves, yes, painful. For the country, yes, this is a whole sordid affair, but at least people are trying now to get to the bottom of this. Sure, I think there was a time when anybody brought up the missing seven hours of President Park Geun-hye on the day of the Seoul sinking. It certainly sounded like you were a gossip monger, someone who wanted to peddle in rumors yeah. and lurid facts and yeah. nothing really grounded in truth. Right? Why on earth would the president want to hide what she was doing on this day? And what has become clear over the course of this hearing today is actually nobody seems to know or nobody wants seems to want to talk about it. Well, we had all these medical personnel coming in, like the army nurse and the doctor who was prescribing something for the president. And the question was, were you doing something for the president or to the president on the day of the Seoul sinking? And nobody seems to know what she was up to and where she was. And she was not seen. She was not really talking to anyone. So then only the question is going to grow here. Right. We are all wondering now about just exactly what she was doing during those seven hours, other than the fact that she was getting her hair done at some point, because this is something that the Blue House has admitted. Right, where they mm-hmm. say 20 minutes, but obviously there's right. a little bit of a... But uh, other people say yeah, 90 minutes uh, and so on. there as well. Mm-hmm. And that's a really key point, because, as you say, if you love the president right now, you still defend the president, you might feel this is blasphemy. Like, how can you kind of drag her through this... Uh, uh, showcasing pictures of her showing a blue bruise on, on her cheek uh, that indicates some kind of side effect or, or I, I suppose after effect of the treatment that she supposedly received. Um, the fact that it seems like there's fairly solid evidence that there were indeed some kind of um, cosmetic treatments that were given, but the fact that uh, all of the officials who were 
there, the nurse, the doctors in charge, none of them said they actually did the invex- uh, the the injection themselves or the treatment themselves. And so the, even the uh, assembly lawmakers was asking, is this a treatment that's so simple that the president could, could just <laughs> pop in and, and do it on her own time? And really, that is the frustrating aspect of the National Assembly hearings is that the people want to know some of these answers. And the lawmakers, to a certain extent, are trying to ask the questions that the people want to know. However, again, it it is sort of kabuki theater. Uh, There is no sort of uh, mandate that the uh, witnesses have to answer the questions. Obviously, there are some punitive measures in place if they are caught lying or or, uh, testifying to something that isn't true, although it is deemed to be more of a slap on the wrist. I mentioned it's kind of frustrating in the beginning of the show. You you don't seem to take that same kind of... uh, I, I suppose, sentiment. No, because I think it is actually important. While I agree with you that, um, yes, many lawmakers are engaging in this because it's it's uh, it's really the moment for them to shine. Right? Yeah, this they're is becoming what, household names themselves. Yeah, and, and we talk about the, the, the these hearings producing stars, right? And then if you ask the right question, if you have the right reaction to a certain comment by a witness, then suddenly you are trending on Twitter, on Neighbor, on Taum, and... And, um, and it's a good moment for them, regardless of whether they produce any truth or not. But at the same time, we do see some truth coming out of this. Mm-hmm. One is, um, I think uh, lawmaker Park Yong-sun especially has done quite well for herself sure. because she didn't just posture. She actually did produce some substantial evidence. She the, broke news herself, right? right. She Today, she produced a voice recording featuring uh, one and only Choi Soon-se. With right? Ho Young-tae. Right. Essentially telling him to engage in cover-up to, uh, I guess Koreans call this uh, to match your mouth, right? Mm-hmm. So that you tell the same story when you're interviewed by the authorities. So there was a sense that she knew that what she had done was wrong and she was trying to make sure that the damage would be contained. Also, Park yong did produce the evidence, although it is told that another lawmaker had actually uncovered it. But regardless, um, that Kim Gi-chun, the former chief of staff to President Park Geun-hye, had been lying when he initially said that he did not know Choi soon at all, and there was this picture of him at an event where it was very clear that there was no way he could not know her or her name. And then he had to change his story and say, oh, I am an old man now, and my memory is not what it used to be, etc. So there have been some important moments in this hearing. And more importantly, it does keep the public's attention focused on the scandal. There was a real danger that people can forget, right? Impeachment like has come and gone. Her, yeah. Exactly. And with the special probe that is scheduled to take place on December 21st, next week, uh, not yet starting, I think there was a sense that if you don't keep this in the news, then things kind of go away. Yeah. And what we have seen with this government is that if you do not keep looking at what the government is doing time and again, they do fall back into the pattern of denial and um, and lack of accountability. And they're very good at distracting and obfuscating uh, exactly. the situation as well. You mentioned stars that were made about uh, through these uh, hearings. Uh, you can also uh, point out one guy who's probably made a name for himself in the opposite way. The um, the Sanrio Party lawmaker, a very pro park figure, uh, Lee Wan Young, who mm-hmm. uh, a lot of people intentionally mispronounce his name to sound <laughs> like uh, 
Okay, for our expat audience, uh, there is a a figure, a notorious figure uh, in the past, perhaps the most notorious figure in modern South Korean history, who is known to be a, a traitor to his country. Pro-Japanese yeah, collaborator. Basically, he signed off on the 1910 annexation treaty. Anyways, this uh, Senate lawmaker has been lambasted for whether it's uh, trying to uh, express concerns over the health of some of these uh, very wealthy Chebel heads saying, oh, let them go, go home early. They're old. They're frail. Uh, <laughs> asking weird questions about sexual relationships and, and intimacy between uh, some of the witnesses like Choi Soon-shil or Ko Young-tae and uh, going all the way now, sort of being deemed to be sort of be this roadblock to trying to get to the bottom of this. Uh, he has now uh, I suppose had enough. He's had a lot of criticism. People uh, bombarding him with the um, insulting messages, uh, donating 18 won per time. And if you know Korean <laughs> slang, that has a very significant uh, meaning to it as well. And he stepped down. And so it goes both ways. You can either become a star in one way, but you can also become sort of a, uh, uh, mm-hmm. an infamous figure in the other way. The national villain. But, I mean, come on, this guy had it coming. There was no way he did not know what he was doing. And he actually thought he might get away with it. And I think it kind of spoke to this real sense of disconnect between lawmakers who have been around for a while, thinking that their positions are actually very stable. And in a way, their positions are stable because we are still in the early phase of the term for the National Assembly. They've got three and a half years to go. So they're not going anywhere. Yeah, and frankly, by the time the election rolls around, many people forget about all this so yeah i think he's safe but at the same time yes he kind of asked for it yeah he's also known as mr thad because he does represent the sungju uh, constituency and he's been very vocal in his support for deployment of the anti-missile system calling the protesters his own residents his own constituency basically leftist uh, rabble rousers Mm -hmm. there as well Uh, we are going to continue to look look at what's going on with the uh, third round of these hearings tomorrow is the fourth round and for me personally i find this one to be very fascinating as well uh, depending on which witnesses show up and uh, the track record of these witnesses uh, deciding to show up haven't been great but Chang yun uh will be i guess the one of the focus the the mm-hmm. stars of this uh, uh hearing tomorrow uh, he will speak to what he knows about the infamous uh uh list that came out um, in the past which sort of kind of got the ball rolling here. He is, of course, the ex-husband of Choi Soon-shil. Uh, they haven't independently confirmed yet for sure if he's coming, but him and along with the other people involved with that uh, will be set to attend. Uh, do you feel that we will, at least you saying, keeping the public's interest? Tomorrow is also going to be a very fascinating hearing as well. Of course. I mean, there was a saying about two years ago, actually, it's almost three years now, when the, the so-called Chong yun document was leaked from the Blue House, and for those of you who do not remember what was in this document, it was basically uh, the outcome of an investigation that had been conducted internally at the Blue House. And later, one of the investigators said that, do you know the power ranking in this country? It is Choi uh, Soon-sil on top, Chong yun is number two, and Park Geun-hye is number three. So it's quite uh, clear that Chong yun knows quite a lot about what was going on at the Blue House, although what has happened in the end was the Blue House put so much pressure on the prosecutors that the prosecutors basically issued a very watered-down report, not really talking about the substance of the report, but only focusing on how it was leaked from the Blue House. So I think many people will be very interested in watching what is happening, especially considering the fact that Chong yun and 
uh, Choi Soon Sil are known to be estranged yes. at this point. So he's not necessarily going to be a sympathetic figure to those being accused right now. No, and um, so there's potential that he might say something very damaging to the president and Choi Soon Sil. But of course, uh, he's also going to have to cover up whatever complicity he might have had in this scandal itself. Yeah. Let's not forget that uh, they got divorced basically uh, three years ago, and that's uh, after the president actually took power. So he did have a role to play in the scandal, no doubt. Another uh, key witness set to come for the uh, the fifth round of these hearings, that'll be uh, early next week, is uh, Woo Byung-woo, the former uh, senior president, oh, Central secretary the of uh, everybody civil is affairs. looking for. Yeah, he is the number one target. He, is, uh, he has uh, quite, uh, he's become quite notorious himself. I asked you before the show uh, what exactly, because he's known as the... Um, in Korean is Mikuraji. You say it's an eel. I always thought it was more termed with Chang'o, but um, uh-huh. uh, he's a slippery figure appor- mm-hmm. according to someone who is who knows the law inside and out as a former prosecutor. And he's been able to effectively evade even being <laughs> given the summons to appear. Mm-hmm. He seems to have realized now the uh, the public sentiment on this is not going to be sustainable. So he's going to come out. That is going to be also a very potentially explosive hearing. Indeed. I mean, there, were, there was a reward on his head, if you recall. Yes, right? that was Off- quite funny as well. Offered by an opposition lawmaker, I believe. And um, But he was actually spotted quite a few times, to my knowledge. And some people traced his where- whereabouts uh, all the way to Busan, the southern port city. And it was a matter of time before he had to come out. With a special probe starting next week, he was going to be called as a material witness. There was no question about yeah. that. So either he can answer the summons at that time or there would have been a warrant for his arrest so he realizes the time is against him and at least from a PR perspective at least he Mm. can give his side of the story to the public is I suppose his last chance of sort of salvaging his reputation yeah and talking about PR I mean this man has had some of the worst public yes, yes. Uh, public attention in the last uh, several weeks what with when he was called to uh, answer questions at the Supreme Prosecutor's Office there was that picture that ran on the front page of Chosonilbo the uh, South Korea's largest newspaper showing him with his arms crossed smiling while there were two other prosecutors kind of sitting in front of him looking like uh, subservient uh, basically servants to this man who is a former prosecutor himself who is known to wield the considerable connections to many uh, segments of South Korean elite here yeah. and not to mention that he's married uh, he's uh, married to a daughter of a b- very prominent business family. And he's also someone who is connected to other corruption allegations that are um, removed from this particular scandal involving the president. So he's someone who's very notorious in South Korea. And everybody has kind of wanted to see him at least come out and speak the truth, which, of course, nobody really expects he will do. But at the very least, uh, he will have a chance to address the public and uh, directly and say some things that people might want to hear. Yeah, and speaking of people, uh, keeping people engaged in this issue, obviously uh, people will be tuning in to see what the uh, special probe uh, comes up with. They'll be giving announcements, but we have uh, Woo byung set to attend uh, perhaps Chung Yun-hwe tomorrow. Uh, there has been talk of now going directly to the holding cells of the witnesses called like Choi Soon-sil and actually and An Jong-bong and actually broadcast that <laughs> live because they're saying 
saying there's precedent for that. So if you're talking about making sure people don't forget about this, I suppose that's not going to be a worry anytime soon, at least for the next couple of weeks. No, indeed. And um, I think this is a really good moment for South Korean politics, simply because, yes, the facts are lurid and it's certainly scandalous. But sometimes that's what you need to bring people in to care about important things that are going on. Yeah, and I think that's a final point here. We've talked about this somewhat in the past before, but it's been an educational experience. Um, The people of Korea, and you know, this is a shame, but we've been forced to become adept and fluent in constitutional law, in the National Assembly process, in in how the impeachment votes carried out, and now in terms of uh, cosmetic enhancements. What kind of shots (laughs) give you what kind of um, uh, beauty tricks? It's sort of like that um, cable TV show, uh, Get It Beauty, right, Mm -hmm. right on display here. It's sad, but as you say, it is something that at least for the one part draws people in on the second part is important enough to keep us engaged. And it has certainly shined a spotlight on the people's real yearning for democracy and fairness, not to mention justice in this country. I think people have kind of lived as though these were not important issues in Korea, but people do care and people really want to see these values being upheld in Korea today. Very good. I wish we could talk about the uh, the floor leader vote between uh, the anti-park and the pro-park coalition and, and what uh, uh, acting president Hwang Kyo-wan is doing right now. But uh, unfortunately, we have run out of time. Sam, you've uh, been here regularly. We always appreciate it. And uh, good luck to you. Hope to see you again soon. Thank you.